Kia ora everyone, welcome to another episode of, of Chopping It Up. Today we have a, a very special guest, someone who's, who's done a lot of great work in the community, who's based in the South Island of New Zealand, uh, George Robinson. George, thanks for, for jumping on, man. Pleasure to have, uh, jump on and, and join you guys. Some awesome uh, guests that you guys have had so far, so uh, yeah, honoured to be involved. Awesome, cool, cool. Uh, we'll get straight into it, man. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Obviously, I, I said you're from the South Island, but where you're from and how you got to got into basketball. Uh, the South Island gets forgotten about a bit, I think, um, <laughs> in the basketball worlds in New Zealand. But um, yeah, grew up in Christchurch. Um, I guess was involved with the game from pretty young age, uh, around like five or six. My dad uh, coached in the youth space um, for twenty five odd years, and so. I guess I was involved around it. I lived at um, Pioneer Stadium down in Christchurch like every evening after school while he was coaching. And so I guess I was around it. Um, yeah. Didn't think I'd be in this position where I am now back then, but I just mm. loved it, all the people that you're around. And so I did all that, played through school. Um, we did all right as a school team. Um, Nico Buttrell broke our hearts though in a, a pool game at nationals where he had a buzzer beater in OT um, to qualify for top eight. And so I'll never forget that moment. But um, so, yeah, I guess I've been around the game, but never expected to be coaching. Um, and then, yeah, I guess um, other people in my life, um, I've got, I'm married. Um, my wife's a clinical psychologist. So we have some, um, pretty awesome conversations about people, uh, how to get the most out of people. Um, yeah. And so she, she actually pushed me towards the coaching, like, you know, we're down in uni in Dunedin. She, I was humming and ahhing about whether I make a shift and she kind of really pushed me towards it and said, you know, like you got to do what you got to do. So I guess awesome. I would have been a lawyer or something like that. That's what I was doing <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so if it wasn't for her, um, yeah, I'd be in some office somewhere. Um, yeah. And then, my brother played basketball as well. He happens to be six foot seven and I'm six foot. So I don't know where, what happened in the genetic process there, but a little bit jealous um, yeah, that he got that height, but it is what it is. And um, yeah, so I kind of just grew up myself, uh, my brother, my dad around the basketball courts um, so, a lot. And then my mum and my sister kind of, um, my mum would say she's a basketball widow a little bit. Right? Um, <laughs> she, um, yeah, just constantly around basketball that she, Kind of her and my sister stayed away a little bit, but they still, um, I guess, appreciate all the impact that, you know, it has on our lives and that kind right. of thing. So they're supportive of it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and you went boys high, is that correct? Yes, I did go to Christchurch boys high. It's a real Christchurch thing to talk about what school you go to. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> try and avoid it. <laughs> um, tell us about your, your coaching career. Obviously, you've, you've gone onto that path and where did you start and what do you have going next? Um, so I started doing a little bit and like when I was in high school, just helping out people I knew, but it wasn't really a, it was more like a community service type tick box thing, um, <laughs> that you had to do in the high school. Um, and then when I went down to Dunedin for uni, um, I was playing and kind of got roped onto the, the committee, uh, and they were short of coach men's team. Um, and so I kind of put my hand up and said, oh, I'll help nice. out. Um, and kind of didn't really know what I was doing, just as most people do when they first start coaching, just coaching how you um, right. And so that's how I started. And then kind of through that, um, I met Brent Matahari, um, 
who's the Nuggets coach at the moment when he was with the Targa boys. And he kind of said, oh, do you want to be involved next year? And then that kind of really sparked my interest. And then I did various Targa rep teams and alongside the Targa boys high team. And I guess I, yeah, I was doing law of when I first went to Targa and there was something about it where I just wanted to learn more about this around the people side of it. Um, how do we, how do I get better at this coaching thing? Um, not just basketball like right. how do I I'm a better coach and that's why I switched my degree uh, to P, to PE with a, a bit of a focus on coaching and sports nice. psychology um, and then you're yeah, down in Otago with um, Brenton and um, Gavin Briggs as well yeah. uh, we were fortunate enough to be quite good with some good players um, <laughs> Sam Timmons Joe Cook Green uh, kind of the standouts but we managed to I guess won a national championship and yeah. that was an awesome experience to be a part of and the kind of Cinderella run beating these absolutely stacked Rangitoto <laughs> and Westlake teams in the semi-final yeah. and final and you look back and it's like four or five guys from each team has played Div 1 basketball and right. yeah that was an unreal experience just to be a part of that and learn from, from those two coaches and then yeah I guess from there, once I finished Dunedin, I was kind of I want to I want to definitely learn more about this. I'm I was committed to it, and so um, I wanted to go to America. Um, okay. I guess that's when you think about basketball, that's what the first place that comes to mind. And yeah, um, I reached out about graduate assistant positions um, on staff, but I guess being a random Kiwi from the other side of the world, it kind of <laughs> didn't really. If you got a couple of emails back, you were lucky. Right. Um, and so I went down the just the academic route and figured that they're not going to say no to free help right. um, once I get there. And so I went to um, Fresno State uh, in California, mm. um, primarily for academics because the the sports coaching guy there, Dr. Wade Gilbert, is um, I don't know if you talk to people, he's like the the number one dude guru in right. coaching science and education in the world. He's come out to New Zealand through Sport New Zealand conferences and nice. worked with professional teams all over the world. And so that was really an awesome opportunity to go and be under him for a couple of years. And then um, I got in touch with the coaching staff and said, you know, uh, I'm here, I'm available, happy to do right. whatever. And so I was like a volunteer GA um, with the team for for one year. And so that was so, a, an interesting experience. Um, yeah. And then I came back, did my two years, came back here and got a job with North Canary Basketball um, and then coaching Crutchett Skills High School. Um, nice. And then from there, kind of once Mick down, I got the Rams job, kind of reached out and wanted to do the next step and kind of was involved with video at first in 2019 and then yeah. kind of last couple of years been more of an assistant coach role nice. and then... I guess, yeah, Mick's connection to Australia is a big one. He's highly regarded and well-known. And so kind of me and my wife decided we wanted to kind of travel after she'd finished her degree, which was this year. And then obviously the whole Europe thing and going to London, like most Kiwis do, wasn't really an option. Right. Um, so Australia was kind of the logical choice. And having reached out to a couple of people and talked to coaches over there, a Brisbane Bullets job opened up. And so... Um, I managed to secure the development coach position for this upcoming season. Um, I was so, actually meant to be over there two weeks ago, but right. you know, 
COVID world, blooming flights and everything. So stuck, currently stuck here right. in Christchurch, <laughs> just waiting to get over there. But um, yeah, hopefully we hit the ground running right before season starts. For sure. I saw they just released a schedule today too. So that's exciting. Yeah. 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 It's an awesome, awesome, uh, I guess, time to be involved. And yeah, I just got to get over there and hopefully catch the preseason and get some stuff before the games start. For December sure. 3rd is our first game. Congrats on that too. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it, Chief. Um, I know you also linked up. Uh, we had Ross McMains on the show recently. Uh, yeah, I you linked up with him in the states, right? If I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. When he was over at um Santa Cruz with the Warriors, and Fresno yeah. was only about an hour and a half, two hours away, and I was like, I followed him on Twitter, and I was like, what the heck? Just <laughs> you know, slide in his DMs. Um, and just he was unreal. Way eh? just opened up, said, "Come and visit. Come, come watch a game. Um, yeah. We'll go out for dinner." Um, and then from there, kind of just back and forth conversations. Um, when he was coming up for his dominoes stuff, he was I was helping him kind of find some clips and oh. put it together a little bit. Um, but his whole offensive philosophies and the way the game is played in New Zealand, especially through the tall blacks, is a lot due to him. So um, yeah. to be able to talk to him and you know flip him a message on WhatsApp is pretty pretty awesome. He's a such a good dude, full sure. of energy, and <laughs> I know that you guys love the skill development space, yeah. and so it's. I wish that we could kind of see more of that side of him in New Zealand and get to observe it. But yeah. hopefully once COVID kind of goes away, he can come back and run some clinics on that stuff. For sure. Uh, let's talk about New Zealand basketball, George, and, and what are your thoughts on it? And, and what do you think we need to do better? And, and then lastly, what do you look for in a player? We're at a pretty, uh, I guess it's a, oh, well, not a tipping point, but like it's a time where the game is just going gangbusters with numbers um and all these new roles that are opening up across the country you know there's like eight basketball New Zealand roles plus a bunch of you know clubs and associations are having roles and so if we if we nail it the game's just going to continue to boom and we'll see that we're going to reap those rewards in the next 10 years but for sure um yeah so but so we've got to get it right and I think basketball New Zealand have really done a good job of seeking the uh feedback from the associations and trying to figure out what the best path is. And I don't know, depending on who you ask, people might not agree with that, but right. Um, I guess through my role with uh, North Canary basketball, um, basketball New Zealand has been amazing of supporting our, I guess, um, programs and what we're yeah. trying to do. And I think that's where a lot of conflict happens is kind of what is the purpose of associations? Is it to rem- want to rep national title or is it to, make sure that the participation numbers and the growth of the game is a sustainable one and everyone's right. engaged and there's a hoop in every backyard. And so I think there's, I just think that we probably need to nut that out a little bit more about what is actually the purpose of associations, how do clubs fit into that space so that we're all on the same path, um, pathway and aligned rather than right. all these silos doing a bunch of different things. Um, yeah, that's kind of, it's a tricky one and it's, almost too far down the rabbit hole to solve, but I think Dylan right. coming in is going to be awesome. For sure. Um, and hopefully, yeah, he's going to get on the ground and help me in some relationships that can help get everyone going in the same direction. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, this is from Josiah. He, he wants to know, what is what is talent ID to you and, and what is the process for selecting players? That's a tough one. Like, it's so contextual to the situation that you're in. Are you coaching right. men? Are you coaching under 13 kids? Like, there's so much that goes into that. 
Um, and so, but to me, the num- number one is like, are they just a good dude? Are they a good person? Because mm. um, if they're all that, then hopefully, A, they'll, I hate the word buy-in, but they'll want to be involved mm. with the program and what you're trying to do. And then they'll be good teammates and all those things. And then if they're all that, then hopefully they're going to engage in the skill development process and right. just want to get better. Um, yeah. Obviously, they've got to be able to shoot the basketball. <laughs> Um, as, as a skill but then also I think an underrated one is and I've been harping on it with our North Canterbury past few years is you've got to be able to guard one-on-one um, yes can can you get up the floor and play defense one-on-one that's the the style of play and you know can you do that successfully or are you just getting cooked the whole time um right. and so really trying to work with the kids to understand that side of it you're great you can score 20 points but can you actually play defense and be a positive on the floor rather than giving up 25 kind of thing. Um, right. And so to me, that's kind of like shooting and can you, can you guard your man? Like those are two, because then you can pretty much play on any team. Yeah. If you can do those two things. For sure. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but what, what is it like being a part of the Rams and you guys have probably the best home crowd in, in all of New Zealand. Um, so let's talk about that experience a little bit. Yeah, Josiah probably felt that firsthand, yeah. right? <laughs> when yeah. Sean Taylor had himself a fourth quarter oh, and just took, took over that game and just was <laughs> hitting them from the car park. Yeah. Um, but that was just an unreal atmosphere. Like, win or lose, like, the gym was just going off. And I'm sure he's probably going to remember that game just because <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, right. The noise, the energy, Deshaun was feeding it. He was feeding off it. It was it was an unreal atmosphere, and that happened a couple of times during the season. Um, that Cal's cauldron, um, the the sound echoes in there big time. Right. But um, being with the Rams organization, and specifically kind of working with Mick, the last three years has been um, unreal. To be honest, like he, it's a shame that he's moving on because the impact that right. he's had, not just with the Rams, but the wider. Canterbury community, um, the influence over coaches around being, you know, coaching is a profession. We are professionals and he treats it every bit like that. And so that's really rubbed off onto coaches from how you dress, how you prepare, how you present yourself. Um, You know, like that was one of the biggest things, you know, how you practice plan, um, how you communicate, all those things. Like he just, he's professional at what he does and, um, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest learnings for me alongside just the way we played defense, his defensive thoughts, the way he drilled defense. Yeah. Um, you know, too many times I think we teach defense pretty, you know, like pack defense and it's not really reactive. There's no decision-making going on. Right. Um, we completely flipped that on the head and it was put us in chaotic, the defense in chaotic situations at trainings and how do you manage that? How do you deal with that? What's your communication like? Because that's what happens in a game. So right. um, that was a big thing for me. Like his defensive side of the ball was, yeah, it was awesome to be a part of and learn from that because I don't think it's taught that well in New Zealand. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what's, what's it like, George, to have such amazing community support down there? And like just the way it's set up, my brother and I have always been sort of envious of the way that Canterbury area have done things basketball-wise? The last three years have been unreal to be a part of. Um, mm. You know, like you've got, you had Mick and uh, Mel um, yep. involved in the Eagles and Rams space. Then you had uh, Laurie McDaniel within Canterbury basketball. Right. 
kind of myself was out in North Canterbury and then you had all these clubs underneath that, which had really good people involved too. Mm. And everyone was all aligned to what we were trying to do around the national style of play, the teaching um, concepts. It was, so the kids were kind of getting it across multiple levels. And I right. think you saw the, the benefits of that come to fruition this year with the, the Canterbury teams and how dominant sure. they were, you know, like under 19 boys wanting girls being second the double under 17 so like that's I guess shows when you have this alignment and everyone's kind of bought in again that right. word um to what the reach is <laughs> trying to do um yeah I guess it can cool things can happen and so there's going to be a lot of change over the next six months of people yep. doing different things and moving on to new roles and so I hope it stays the same and that sense of community and I guess for the greater good of the the region stays because sure. it's got it's got so much potential to continue to bloom. Right, definitely. Uh, my boy Peyton says down there at Lincoln University and, and even just yeah. the university set up there is amazing and, and the competitions they have every week is something I definitely yeah. feel like the rest of New Zealand can, can cater to and try to try to learn from. Yeah, that club competition, the club structure is really ingrained in Christchurch across all sports. Yeah. Um, and so basketball is lucky to have that and, you know, to have those 16-week club competition yes. uh, where... And especially for adult, like the right, you know, once they leave school, like I think that's yeah. a massive gap gap in our in the country. Hundred percent. Um, kids leave year thirteen, and it's like, well, if you're not a college player or an NBL player, like, what do what you do? do? I do? Like, yeah. And you go and play some junk social game on a what if Monday night, and it's kind of <laughs> you don't. We potentially miss out on all these kids that with a little bit more coaching, they might grow another couple of inches. Right. at 19, 20, 21, and then all of a sudden, you know, they could be a pretty handy NBL player. Hmm, but for sure. we kind of missed, missed that kind of development phase, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's where Australia does really well. Well, they have all the you know, under-20 state champs, and it's an actual serious competition, and yeah. it caters for that next-level kid that isn't in, in college. Right, for sure. Uh, George, talk about some of your mentors and, and influences, not only in the game of basketball, but in general. I guess um, oh, the biggest one was probably like obviously my dad. Um, yeah. He I guess passed away a couple of years ago, and he was the reason why I was involved with basketball and his whole philosophy on life um, around people and tr- treating people how you want to be treated, um, right. caring about people, uh, asking people what they like, how they're doing, like all that stuff. Like he was just so good at that, and I think you kind of take for granted what I guess your environment is like when you're growing up good right. and bad and I guess to to be around that and see that kind of really um unconsciously influence the way I coach uh, yeah. and interact with people and you know like he's big on food and gatherings and <laughs> connection and so I guess that's part of what a big part of what um yeah we do um me and my wife and so I guess that's that's the side that really impacts me from that kind of side of things. And then obviously yeah. uh, Brent and uh, Gavin down in Tanead and a huge mentors and continue to talk to them. Um, awesome. Ross has been pretty influential around my thinking, same with Mick, around a bustle sense. And then I've been pretty lucky and some Sport New Zealand, high-performance Sport New Zealand coaching courses. And yeah. it's a shame that... I kind of can say like I'm one of the only basketball people that have been on these and right. you know there's a, there's a Sport New Zealand one where there was 60 coaches across the country and there was three basketball people on it and it's like mm. this is the fast, 
fastest growing game in the country. Like what's going on here? Right. But the conversations that you have in those workshop and residential camps from other coaches, from other sports, the people facilitating those sessions, like there's just so much rich learning going on. Um, yeah. And it's really shaped the way I coach people because I'm coaching people first, basketball second. Yeah. And you can learn so much from how other sports and other people go about their business. And so those conversations have been, I guess, a privilege to be a part of. And yeah, that's been really shaped my coaching. So hopefully more co- basketball coaches get on those Yeah, um, in the future because they are truly, like Sport New Zealand has incredible people leading those. Right. Um, and it's just a shame that there's not enough of them, I guess, opportunities for people in basketball to go on them. Um, yeah. So hopefully it changes. For sure. Agreed. Um, my brother wants to know what are some of the interests and in he touched on the fact that you do enjoy a good barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently uh, smoking some beef cakes or some tacos. For We're not working. <laughs> and you're waiting for a flight. There's a lot of downtime. So um, <laughs> I guess being on, over in America, you know, like barbecue is kind of a thing over there and smoked yeah. food and ribs and brisket and all that kind of stuff. And so right. I guess... Yeah, kind of locked down last year. We kind of started to get into it a little bit. And um, it's fun. It's slow. It's different. It's challenging. You screw it up and you got to figure it out and the fire goes out. And so it's just kind of like a cool cool thing to do on the side when you've got a bit of time. Um, it was fun. The the Rams boys went to a barbecue joint in Christchurch, Smoky Tees. Um, we, we kind of got them into it. And there was a, a bit of a gathering place with the guys a few times. Um, so yeah, everyone loves a good, good barbecue session. For sure. Um, yeah, and then I love some golf. Been playing a bit of golf. Played with oh, nice on on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's just hard in the season <laughs> to try and play, but um, I think just prioritizing that and putting it in your schedule so that it's more frequent, you know, rather than just one off random times. Sure. I think it's so good for that coach life balance. Right. Hundred yeah. um, percent. Before we get into the quick fire questions, and I, and I let you go, George. What are what are you looking forward to the most with the with your new role in, um, within the Brisbane Bullets organization? That's a that's a, There's so many things. I eh? just like moving to a new city, meeting new people, mm. um, building those relationships. Like I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm really looking forward to learning from JD. Um, yeah. he's had a pretty unique coaching experience you know being over in europe then um asia and japan and then now a couple of years with will like in the nbl one year with will weaver like right like just picking his brain and learning from him um can't wait and then obviously continue to work with big jack salt um yeah get that, get that jump shot going um yeah. and his right hand folks but uh <laughs> and then obviously with the other kiwis there dane and tyrell as well yes um, for sure I guess there's a, a influence around the tallbacks and helping them, you know, also be good for the bullets, but, you know, make that New Zealand tallback side and seeing them get to go to Asia Cup stuff in the next couple of years, that'd be awesome yeah. to see. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. My guy Isaiah Moss will be there too, so look forward oh, to seeing yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah. sharp shooter, huh? Yeah, for sure. Fuck it. Um, we'll yeah. do some quick fire, George, before I let you go. Top five NBA players. Oh, my God. Your, your top five. Your top my top five, five all time. Um, I guess obviously MJ, MJ's the goat, mm-hmm. and then um, LeBron. You can't deny what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, 
and then I just love the way uh, like Chris Paul plays, like just his vision, um, nice. the way he just orchestrates things. Um, this is not just like one to five, otherwise I'd be crucified on social media for saying <laughs> Chris Paul was number three. <laughs> um, and then I guess I, when I started first really getting into the NBA, it was like Derek Rose, Chicago Bulls era. Nice. So that whole generation um, yeah. of him just dominating. I was watching yeah. some clips of him the other day, actually, and just an unreal athlete. Yeah, uh, that's how I got into hoop too. So. Yeah. And then oh, big! You gotta you gotta give the Kiwis some love, like big Steve Adams, like just hey. seeing seeing guys like that, you know, from New Zealand. Um, it's pretty surreal, like having gone to America and kind of seen how big it is, and there's this guy, you know, from Rotorua, like right. doing his thing and the impact he's making, like that's yeah. It's not about the numbers, like it's just the impact he's had on it on the game, like yeah, yeah, hundred percent unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, start bench or sit. Giannis, Luca, D book. Uh, damn. <laughs> um, I think you gotta. I think you sit Devin Booker, and right, then okay. watch Doncic and Giannis just eat um, <laughs> to, together. Like, yeah, when they're on the floor. Yeah, I go wrong with that. Uh, what is your yeah. your favorite kiwi snack first, and then your favorite American snack? Because I know you've been to America. Oh, kiwi snack! Oh, it's got to be chip and dip, man. Like <laughs> classic, classic. It's a, yeah, perfect <laughs> beers. Like that's dangerous. <laughs> um, and then American snack. I don't know. Eh? I wasn't a massive fan of it. It was. Oh yeah. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the same. Like the chocolate and the lollies. Yeah. Andy, like it just it doesn't hit like it does in New Zealand and. You'd bring over like pineapple lumps and stuff like that, and you know our mates would just go crazy for it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't really eat much American stuff, to be honest. <laughs> Barbecues for you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then sure. last one, you'll probably miss a few players out like your personal top five New Zealand list of players. Active for all time. Uh, all time, and Steve. All-time. Steve can be included, obviously, if you want to add him. Oh, yeah. oh, you got to have Steve and Piero, like those two. Hey, PC. Uh, the Reefton kid, Phil Jones. Hey, Got to love a shooter. Um, yeah. I think what um, Tom's done as well, Abercrombie, like pretty, the longevity behind it. Um, I love Hugh's book, by the way, like that. Oh. Uh, I just opened up so much unknown knowledge about I guess, you know, like the Tall Blacks and yeah. their history and the players, like that's not widely known, some of that stuff, unless you're, yeah. you know, an OG and us young guys, like kind of, we don't have that knowledge or it's not yeah. there. And so to be exposed to that information and stuff yeah, that's is awesome. That's awesome. And, and more books like that need to be written or stories need to be told. For sure. Um, what's that? That's four, right? Yeah, that's four. Yeah, one more spot left. Oh, man. <laughs> It's cruel. It's cruel. Someone's going to have to miss out. But I've got a starting yeah. five there almost. Four yeah. man, five man, shooter. Yeah. Three man. Oh, I need a point guard. Floor general. Oh, oh we'll, go with, uh, we'll go with Paulie. Go with Paulie. Oh, I love it. Can't go wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> That's a squad, yeah. man. Yeah, they get some dubs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, George, I just wanted to say thank you for your time and we appreciate you, my brother, and I've always admired your work um, and 
wish you all the best for your next journey in Brisbane and, and, and safe travels when you're able to travel. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Um, keep sharing your guys' content on social media, like I for sure still, like your one-on-one games and stuff like that. So um, appreciate what you guys do. So um, keep up that, Mahi. Hopefully you guys get out of level three right. sometime soon. Get sure. back on court. But uh, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks.